Hello and welcome to today's session where we're going to talk all about self-sabotage. So what to do when you keep sabotaging your process. Now this is something so common. Um, so many of us do this when we're trying to change our behaviours, um, when we're trying to be more healthy, we're trying to exercise more, we're trying to um, change our body in some ways. Oftentimes something that really common that happens is that we end up self-sabotaging our progress. So in this session we're going to talk a little bit about what even is it, why might we be doing it and most importantly of course what can we do if we realise that we are self-sabotaging. So to begin with then what is it right? I think we have an idea of what it is but let's go into it in a little bit more detail. So a technical definition would be when we deliberately hinder our own success and well-being by undermining personal goals and values okay so it's when we know something is important to us but we just hinder our success even though we want to achieve that outcome so even though we want to um, lose weight we will continue to maybe order a takeaway or even though we know we want to get stronger we don't manage to do all our gym sessions so some examples might be that during the week you feel like you are on plan as you might call it but then come the weekend or come the evening maybe you have quite a few drinks maybe it might look like you start ghosting your coach so maybe you don't do as well as you would like to be doing and then you notice that you don't really want to check in or you don't want to respond to their messages that could be a form of self-sabotage because ultimately your coach is going to try and help you right Part of this idea of procrastination or putting off doing something now, but saying you're going to do it later. Now, if this is a persistent issue, maybe you're self-sabotaging. This idea of like waiting for the perfect time, waiting for Monday to come again, waiting for next month, waiting for when you're less busy. It could even happen when you're in the gym, you know, maybe you're supposed to do um, three sets of 10 reps. And as you get to that last set, you think, oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm not going to do it or you leave off the last couple of reps on each set, okay? That could be an example of knowing that you can do it, knowing that you want to do it, but just not quite um, taking it all the way. So why do we do this then? When we really want to achieve something, why do we seem to behave in ways that are almost contradictory, that seem to be opposite to what we actually want? Well, there's loads of reasons, okay? So let's just explore them a little bit. And the thing about this is by understanding what lots of different reasons are maybe you can identify which ones might um, refer to you if at all okay but it can be quite helpful just to get some knowledge to think mm, maybe that's what's going on for me so one reason could be a fear of failure okay when we're trying something that we really really care about it can be quite stressful to think that we might not actually be able to achieve this thing that we're trying to achieve or that we really want to achieve. So because we have that um, stress or sadness or worry that we're not actually going to achieve it, we end up almost creating a self-fulfilling prophecy in that we get in our own way. Okay. Another reason could be a fear of uncertainty. When we're engaging in new behaviours, maybe when we're working with our coach and when we're on this path, it can be a bit uncertain. Am I going to get to where I want to? Am I not? Am I going to stick to it? Am I not? And that uncertainty is quite difficult and uncomfortable for us humans. So sometimes we self-sabotage just to get rid of the uncertainty, to be able to say, see, I can't do it. And then at least I know now. Another reason, which may seem odd, but the, the fear of success, and we will go into these in a bit more detail, but fear of success is, is like, well, what happens if I am successful at this? 
what would that mean? And for quite a lot of people, um, that can bring up quite a lot of different uncomfortable feelings, which we might not even be aware of, but under the surface, that might be leading us to make decisions or engage in behaviors that take us away from our goal. Another reason, a huge reason is a lack of belief. As humans, we don't tend to do things that we don't feel confident that we're going to be able to do. So if you don't truly believe that you can lose weight, that you can get stronger, that you are going to um, improve your habits, if you don't believe that, then we can self-sabotage. Finally, we have this idea about cognitive dissonance, which is where we have these two kind of opposing conflicting forces inside, which can be quite uncomfortable. So we tend to behave in a particular way, which lowers that cognitive dissonance um, and makes it easier for us to, to move through the world. Let's dig a little bit deeper into fear of failure. Okay. Now, what tends to happen is maybe we think, you know, I failed at this behavior. It could be that you didn't manage to track your calories maybe you didn't manage to stick to a calorie deficit maybe you didn't manage to go to the gym all the times you wanted to or to do your steps or whatever it is maybe you failed at behavior now rather than sometimes thinking that oh I failed at this behavior we can often make the assumption that I am a failure okay and this is a huge difference to what this does to us psychologically and then how we behave subsequently after this okay so if we are making this 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 Um, connection that because I failed at this behavior I am a failure so because I didn't stick to a calorie deficit or I went out with my friends and I overate therefore I'm a failure I can't do this I'm not going to be able to achieve weight loss I always do this what's wrong with me all right and we get this cascade of events going on because we believe that we are a failure this often happens this fear of failure because we've tried before and we haven't succeeded so maybe we've tried to to diet or to, to to gain strength or to change our habits We've probably tried it quite a few times and maybe we haven't been successful. So we've learned that maybe we can't do it. And so now we're fearful that we can't do it because if we continue to not being able to do it, maybe we would have to accept that that we're a failure Um, or maybe we are worried that that would mean that we just can't do it and we're a failure. Okay, so we could almost see self-sabotage as a form of self-preservation because it's really painful and scary and um really difficult to potentially find something challenging and to possibly fail at something we end up self-sabotaging our progress as a form of self-preservation okay so actually if we just don't try then we don't have to feel as though we haven't been able to succeed so we end up engaging in these kind of self-sabotaging things to get in the way of our own success but really to avoid the feelings that we may not be able to succeed it's really closely linked to our self-esteem So if our self-worth and our motivation is tied up in the outcome, then if we aren't managing to achieve that outcome, we'll feel quite low self-esteem and we won't feel um, highly motivated. And and that can cause us issues as well. And because if we are constantly um, not being able to do the behaviors that we want to do, it will lower our self-esteem. It will make us feel potentially like we are a failure. Um, And then we can end up self-sabotaging to almost prove ourselves right because it confirms beliefs about ourselves right if we already believe that we can't do it then every time we don't do the behavior it just confirms what we already know so the way that some psychologists people in the literature might call this is rather than self-sabotage we call it self-handicapping and and what this really means is that we um we get in the way of our own self so we might say things like ah i'm injured or i'm tired or i was too busy and that's called self-handicapping because because you've given yourself these reasons or these um, excuses or these examples of why you can't do it, then 
if you are unsuccessful at achieving the behavior, then you can blame it on this external thing. So if you say, oh, I can't do it this weekend because I'm super busy and I'm stressed and this and that, then if you don't do it, you can blame those things. But if you do do it, you still get the benefit because you you did it. Okay, so this is actually a a really normal human thing that we do, which is self-preservation, right? We don't want to feel like we aren't able to do something. So sometimes we self-sabotage, we self-handicap to to basically protect our self-esteem. So if we aren't able to do it, we don't feel bad. Hopefully seeing it in this way allows us to be a bit more compassionate towards ourselves rather than thinking, oh, why do I keep doing this? It makes a lot of sense why we might do it. So the next thing then, how about a fear of success? What's that about? Can people, can people even have a fear of success? Well, yeah, they can because if you succeed, there's lots of different things that occur, right? If we've tried to do something for a long time, we can be unhappy with that, but we can understand it and we can get comfortable and we can understand that. But maybe we don't know what being successful would be like. So that would come with its whole new challenges. So if we do succeed and we do manage to lose weight and we do to get stronger, what will that mean? Maybe we'll have to let go of some beliefs we had about ourselves. Maybe we would have to um, engage in, a, in this new lifestyle for the long term. Maybe we'd have to give up old things that were actually bringing us some comfort. Okay, so there are a lot of things that happen when we succeed that may make us nervous, that we might not be ready for, that could actually get in the way of us um, achieving what we want to achieve. What would we have to leave behind? Would we have to leave behind um, particular things that we like to do with our friends? Would we have to leave behind um, a certain way we live our life? That can be some of the things that, that we might worry about. But also when we are successful, then there's more to lose. So as we're on this process and we have our goals, you know, okay, I want to be able to deadlift this amount. I want to be able to um, do this kind of, this number of press ups. I want to lose this much weight. That's all approach. So we're trying to approach this goal. We're moving towards it, which can be quite motivating, quite exciting. And we can see this progress. But when you reach your goal and when you get to where you want to be, then there's a new fear that can creep in, which is that, what about if I lose it now? So it doesn't become... I want to lose this weight it's that I don't want to put any more weight on and so it changes the way we view things so rather than approaching what we want to achieve we're trying to avoid losing what we have so this can be an interesting mechanism that goes on and can lead to us self-sabotaging when we get closer to achieving our goals or it may even be the perception that we don't feel like we're deserving you know somewhere underneath as we are starting to really gain success or we're starting to achieve our goals if we don't feel like we deserve those changes and we don't deserve the things that are coming our way due to our hard work then we aren't going to allow ourselves to achieve those things okay so it can be quite helpful just to look at this and think maybe maybe I have a fear of of not achieving but maybe I have a fear of 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 achieving and the next one we'll talk about here then and the final one we'll talk about is a lack of belief okay so Self-efficacy is just a fancy term for confidence in doing a specific thing. So self-efficacy is a key predictor of behavior, which means that humans don't do things that we are sure we cannot do. All right. If we don't believe that we can stick to a gym routine, why would we bother trying? Okay. If we don't truly believe that we're going to be able to lose weight, why would we bother trying? Okay. So if we don't believe that we can achieve the goals that we've set, that our coach has set for us, then we may find ourselves self-sabotaging. And 
ultimately it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is that I don't believe that I can continue with this gym routine. And because I don't believe that I can do it, I'm not, I don't go and do it. And then it ends up proving myself right. And it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's really important that we identify if we have a lack of confidence or lack of belief. Um, Have you started working with your coach and actually you don't really believe that you're going to be able to crack it this time? Or do you not really believe that you're going to be able to increase your steps or maybe um, run for a certain distance or to be in a calorie deficit or lose weight or do you believe those things or do you not believe those things and it can be really helpful to identify if if you are having a lack of belief because that's something that that you can um, work on and talk with your coach about as well okay so those are some of the key reasons why we self-sabotage now let's talk a little bit about what can we do about it right now what is at the heart of all of these experiences a fear of failure, a fear of success, and a lack of self-belief. Well, ultimately, at the heart of it, it's, it's emotions, right? Whether that be fear, worry, stress, anxiety, sadness, shame, guilt. At the heart of all of these experiences and behaviors are emotions. So what we would really want to be able to do is to be able to understand these emotions, understand what happens when we are experiencing these emotions, and then be able to behave in different ways. So step one, always with everything is awareness. So maybe up until this point, you haven't realized that you're self-sabotaging or maybe you know that you do, but you have no idea why. So maybe having some idea now of why you're doing it um, understanding when you do it, in what ways you do it, that's the first step, right? So ways that we bring awareness to our behavior is to notice our experience Notice when we maybe go to the gym and we don't do those um, last reps. What's going on there? You know, notice what's happening with no judgment. That's really, really important. We're not trying to shame ourselves or critique ourselves. We just want to be able to understand. Okay, I'm noticing today that I that I don't want to finish those last reps. Hmm, what's going on here? Okay, or I'm noticing that as the weekend comes round, I am changing the way I eat. Why am I doing that? Okay, so we want to bring awareness to it and really start to understand when we are doing it and how we are self-sabotaging. After that, we need to be really clear on what direction that we are trying to go in. Okay, so let's use the example again with being in the gym and maybe we are not completing all of our workouts. So we've brought awareness to this. We realize that we don't finish all our workouts, but we also need to be really clear on what is it that we're trying to achieve. Okay, so knowing what our actual goals are. So, but I really want to get stronger. Okay, be really, really clear on what it is that you're trying to achieve. Make sure that that goal is visible. So you can see it, you're in touch with it. You can bring it to your mind. Make sure it's simple. If it's really complicated, it's hard in that moment when you're deciding whether to do the rep or not to to be able to think of it if it's not simple and make sure it's specific as well. Okay, so you bring awareness to the behavior or the tendency you really know what it is that you are actually trying to achieve, regardless of how you're feeling in the moment. What is the real direction that you want to go in? And then finally, like, can we build confidence over time so you can prove to yourself that you can do these things? Okay. And the more that you stick with it, the more you work with your coach, um, the more that you demonstrate to yourself that you are capable, this builds that confidence. Okay. It builds that self-efficacy. You start getting more used to being successful or you start noticing that, well, I'm not failing at this and I can do it. So that can really help to minimize that, that desire or the, or the way that we end up self-sabotaging. 
So we can do this by scaffolding. And what that means is that gradually over time, um, the tasks we doing do get harder and harder. So rather than trying to do all or nothing, and as we start out trying to do everything, let's just start with small steps. And then gradually as we get comfortable um, and we get really consistent, then we make it a bit more challenging. Just get evidence. As we do the behaviors that we're trying to do, just really bringing that to mind and, and giving ourselves the evidence that we, that we can do these things. Make it quite easy for ourselves so we can get success and to make sure that we're regularly reflecting on wins. So when you check in with your coach, use that space and use that opportunity to reflect on what you've done well because it's teaching yourself and showing yourself that you can do this, okay? Now, here's another thing that I like to suggest that people do. If you've noticed that you are self-sabotaging, what you could do is you could write down what is the reason? What do I think? Is it fear of failure? Fear of success? Is it lack of belief? Is it um, you know, a fear of uncertainty? Jot down what you think the reason is. Write down what your acts of self-preservation are. And notice that we're using this term terminology, okay? We're, we're seeing it as self-preservation, something that's helping us as opposed to, you know, critiquing ourselves and feeling um, that we've done something wrong, okay? So what was that act of self-preservation? So let's say, okay, we had fear of failure and the act of self-preservation was to overeat on the weekend and it sabotages your effort across the week. And then jot down what in future you think your alternative action could be. Okay, so maybe that would have been to acknowledge that there's some fear there. There's some fear that you might not actually be able to do this and things are going quite well. And that's freaking you out a little bit because you're worried now that, that you're not going to succeed. Then being able to self-soothe. So if you are feeling a bit of fear or worry or anxiety, rather than engaging in the act of self-preservation that takes you away from what you want to achieve, can you do some self-soothing? Um, I understand that that you're, you're fearful, but you're doing this. You have done this. Um, you can do this. Those kind of things. And then, lastly, move toward what matters. Okay. So once you've recognised that you're experiencing fear and you've been able to soothe yourself, then do the behaviours that take you toward your goal. And there's another example there about if you if you're starting to be quite successful and you're noticing that you are starting to um, lose weight or you're starting to get more consistent, maybe you're starting to develop a fear of success. And then you might notice that you you try to cancel with your coach because you think, okay, I've got this now. Um, Maybe in that case, you may want to do some alternative action and actually speak to your coach about your fears and, and move from there. So finally, I want to speak to you about this idea of the choice point. All right. So every behavior we do in our life we can think of it as taking us away from our values, our goals, what we want to achieve, or we can think of it as taking us toward our values and our goals and what we want to achieve. Okay. So if we are experiencing a situation, so maybe we've stepped on the scale and that scale weight hasn't moved. We've been putting in the work, but that scale hasn't moved. Maybe then we start to experience this fear of failure, which is that what if I'm not going to be able to achieve this? Okay, if I've worked this hard this week and the scale hasn't moved, what about if I could never do this? And we start experiencing the feelings that come along with that. We have two options there, right? We can do things that take us away from what's important. So maybe we think, well, I'm not going to bother going to the gym tomorrow because I've been going all week last week and for the last couple of weeks, it's making no difference. So might as well skip it. We might just think, fuck it. Well, it's the weekend now. Um, think the, the scale hasn't moved anyway. So, right, that's it. I'm going to go out for the dinner that I was going to have and I'm going to order whatever it is I wanted. Um, I'm going to also order my dessert and I'm going to do all of these things, not because I really want them, but because I'm feeling stressed and upset and, and annoyed that the progress, I cannot see it on the scale. Now, we've got to think that 
doing this, there is some short-term relief, okay? So in the, in the short term, we might feel a little bit better because we're doing the kind of thing that we want to do in the moment. But the problem is, if we keep doing these away moves in the long term, that leads to regret, okay? If every time we experience the setback and these uncomfortable emotions, if every time we do these away moves, we can end up in a position where we regret it, right? Whereas if, for example, we step on the scale, weight hasn't moved, and we're noticing that we're experiencing this fear of failure, we can still move toward what's important to us. So that look, might look like continuing with your plan, continuing to work with your coach, but exploring that with your coach, um, being able to um, keep up the work that you're doing and soothe yourself. Um, and by that, we mean, are you able to regulate your own emotions? Are you able to understand that you're feeling worried and anxious, but to be able to regulate them and to work with that? And actually, maybe you can increase effort. So rather than using that um, choice point as a way to move away, maybe you can move more towards. And ultimately, in the end, um, it might in the short term lead to uh, a bit of discomfort because it's quite challenging. But in the long term, it's going to lead to much more fulfillment because you're moving towards your goals, right? And you're moving towards what happens. And what I would say, if we zoom out and we take like a six month approach, if we continue to do away moves, where are we going to be in six months, right? Whereas if we continue to do toward moves, will that make any difference? Okay, so it's really useful sometimes to look at it like this. So ultimately then, I'd like you guys moving forward to start thinking about this choice point. So when you find yourself in a situation, um, you know, whether it's, yep, an outcome hasn't turned out the way you want it to, maybe you've been really stressed, maybe you're really busy, thinking of that as a situation that has its thoughts and feelings and all these sensations that go with it. And then in your head, almost picturing this choice point that you have a choice now to move away from what matters that, that may provide some relief. I mean, it may be the right thing in the moment or we can choose to move toward, okay? And this is the key, right? This is the key to behavior change. It's recognizing when these choice points occur and being able to take action in the direction that you want. And that's why earlier we had that awareness step and then we had the direction step because we need to know what is the actual, what am I trying to achieve here? What is it that I even want? And what can be really helpful in these moments is to, like we said, be able to bring some awareness, be able to pause, so not making any rash decisions, being able to create a sense of time, a little bit of time. Mindful breathing as well can be a helpful one to, when we're experiencing those intense emotions, to just have a few breaths to clear our mind and then be able to make a move that might take us toward our goals. Okay. So there was a lot in this session today, but just to summarize, we've had a chat about self-sabotage, some of the reasons that we might do it, um, including fear of failure, fear of success and lack of belief. And we also sp spoke about some, some key tips really on what we can do. And the biggest one is to bring awareness to this and to try to understand the reasonings behind we're doing this. Um, and then it's to understand really clearly what it is that we're trying to achieve and recognizing when we have those choice points and being able to move toward what's important, even if we have uncomfortable sensations. Okay, so I hope that session was useful. Um, if you have any questions or you wanna get in touch, those are the details.